say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new direction. My name is Jay Izzo, and oh, ho, 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 ho. let me tell you something. I have got something special for you at the beginning of the year. Yes, I do, because I am telling you right now, my guest, Rick Miller, is going to blow the doors off of your new year. Forget about setting goals, all right? Forget about, forget about setting the goals. Forget about resolutions. We're going to talk about being different. We're going to talk about being chief today. That's what we're going to talk about. We're not, we're not going to, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to talk about what we might do or what we could do or what we should do. We're going to talk about being. And Rick Miller, who has been chief officers for companies like AT&T and Lucent Technologies and has been written up and on TV all over, has been so gracious to honor us today on A New Direction to talk about this book that I'm holding up that you could see the people who are live on Facebook. And thank you, everybody who's joining us right now. Be chief. It's a choice, not a title. And we can all be chiefs, and we're going to do that. But before we get there, let's do what we do every week. So first of all, Happy New Year, everybody. Let's talk about what we do every week, and that is check in with the four areas of your life. Look, I know and I believe personally that there are we are four-part people, right? We are physical people, mental people, we're emotional people, and we're spiritual people. And so on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being awesome, right? Whatever that is in your world, where are you today in the physical realm? You know, are you doing all the things that you need to do? Are you getting a little exercise? Most people do. Everybody sets goals and resolutions and they get a little bit of exercise going and everybody thinks that, oh, you know, right. And then by February, you forgot why you even going to the gym. Matter of fact, you forgot that you even have a reservation at the gym because you've forgotten until the bill shows up. And then generally you get rid of the bill too. So, so on a scale of one to 10, where are you at today physically? Now, look, if you're a four, that's okay. The, the, the object here is not to get to a four to a 10. I just want you to get to a four to a five. All right. So what do you got to do right now to get yourself from a four to a five physically, if that's where you're at? All right. You got that? Okay. Mentally, where are you at? And you asked me, what are you talking about mentally? Well, mentally, what I'm asking you is what are you feeding your brain? Right? What kind of knowledge are you are you absorbing in your brain? What are you doing to exercise your brain? Listen, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can always be exercising your brain. Sure, your body can fall apart. You can, may not be able to do the things that you used to do, but your brain can always be active. One of the things I just read about recently is that whenever you take up a, a new instrument or a new language, you exercise both sides of your brain. It's a great way to challenge yourself. So what are you doing to feeding that mental side? And where are you on that scale of zero, one to one to 10? All right. Got it. Okay. So you've got your physical number. You've got your mental number. How about emotionally? And you say to me emotionally, what do you mean? Well, what's your EQ, your emotional quotient? What's your emotional intelligence? How well are you able to control your own emotions and not just control your own emotions, but how well are you able to relate to the emotions of others? Right. In that scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being fantastic. What's your number emotionally? Right? We just came through a holiday season and we're about to see bills come in right now that could stress us out. What are you, how are you going to handle that? And all motion is about being intentional, folks. You know, it's, it can be difficult. Listen, you could kick me in the shin and it might be difficult, but I can still choose whatever emotional response I want to that. That's my choice. Right? So emotionally, 
Where do you think you're at? And then what can you do to improve yourself emotionally? And then finally, the fourth area of your life, and that is the spiritual realm. And people always ask me, oh, Jay, the spiritual, you know, I don't I don't really believe in God and everything. Whoa, 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 whoa. back up here. Hold on here. I didn't say you had to believe in God. I just said the spiritual realm. Because people get a sense of peace a lot of times from other things that we can't explain with science or facts. You know, some people get something out of nature that just hits them in a way that that inspires them that they can't explain. There's a lot of things we can't explain in this world. But if you're if, if it is God, so be it. How is that relationship going for you? You know, what can you do to improve it? What can you do to make it better? All right. So you've got your four numbers, right? Your physical, your mental, emotional, and spiritual. You've got the four levels. Now, I want you to think of those four levels as like the legs of a table. How even are they? Right? Because it's hard to eat off of an unlevel table. And then, because we all want to be in balance. But the other question is, how low are they? Because if you're sitting in a normal chair and you're trying to bend over to eat something off a plate of a table that's really that low, it makes it really hard, doesn't it? So what do you got to do to challenge yourself to be better each and every day? This isn't a goal thing. This is a being thing. What do you need to be today to make yourself better? All right? Well, my next guest is about being Okay, and his name is Rick Miller, and I want to tell you something. Rick Miller is awesome. Rick Miller is, I guess we could call him an unconventional turnaround specialist. He loves to call himself a servant leader, and and trust me, you'll hear it as he talks you talks to you, and a go-to chief. He he is also an experienced and trusted confidant, an author, sought-after speaker, and you know how I feel about my fellow speakers, folks, because I'm one who travels around the country and does the same thing. Hire him if you're people. Who, who are watching this right now or listening to this on the podcast later, listen, if you're in the speaking, you need to hire him because you're going to love him when you hear him. He's also an expert of driving sustainable growth. For over 30 years, Rick served as a successful business executive in roles including president or CEO in a Fortune 10, a Fortune 30, a startup, a nonprofit. In each case, he was recruited from the outside to turn around poor performing companies in difficult times. Rick Miller is a chief, not because of his high-ranking titles, but because of his ability to bring out the best in others and in himself using the choices he developed in his power compass. We're going to get to talk about that. A road-tested sustainable growth model he created over the course of his successful career and which he shares in his book and continues to share with his clients. Rick Miller, welcome to A New Direction and everybody welcome Rick to A New Direction. Rick, welcome. Hey, Jay. Great to be with you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, and Rick, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, think, man, we got a lot of people tuning in right now. Uh, Tim Williams, John Cox, uh, the list goes on and on. I got people from all over the country tuning in. Paul Fitz, uh, Donna Symes and Judd Weisgold, thank you for all tuning in live. Uh, thank you for doing this. It's fantastic. Rick is brought to you today, and I, I always feel like whenever I do this, like I feel like I should be doing the Sesame Street thing, brought to you by the number seven or something like that. But he's brought to you today by inline business brokers and advisors, and they partner with business owners when it's time to sell their business. So when it's time to sell your business, but even if you want to buy one, they can help you too. Contact the professional professionals at inline business brokers and advisors. You can learn more at inline.com. That's www. E-N-L-I-G-N dot com. Sorry about that. I had to, had to start to cough when I started to do that. Rick, you have written this amazing book called Bee Chief, and it's a choice, not a title. I'm holding it up for everybody to see. It's available on Amazon. It's available at your favorite bookstore. It's available hard pack, 
softcover Kindle and Audible book as well. So if you can't find it, it's because you're not trying. Okay, I'm just going to tell you that right now. If you cannot find this book that I'm holding up and showing you, you're not trying to find it. Rick, what's what do you mean when you say be chief? Well, I, I basically mean because um, you gave the subtitle, which is kind of the whole message, which is it being choice, not a title. Um, it, it basically is my version, Jay, of being the best version of yourself. Um, chiefs, when I got out of business school, I really wanted to be a chief when I got out of business school. But but back then, it was about being a chief executive officer or a chief financial officer. Those were the only two people. That was back in the day when there were vice presidents and senior vice presidents and executive vice presidents. And we had the VP scale, if you will, up the ladder. But to get to the very top, uh, it was about chiefs. And I wanted to be one. I wanted to have really the power that was associated with that with that term chief and and back in the day uh you know power was all about authority and control and it came from position and, and people who had titles but today and the point i make in the book really is that power i think is it's in need of a redefinition and i think power today is about energy and clarity and confidence and influence and impact that you can have independent of your title and the book is all about how do you define power? How do you measure power? How can you increase your power and share it? And if you happen to, to have a position where you have a team of people, how can you help every member of your team become more powerful? That's what it's about. I, I love that because, you know, you also said something. First of all, the book is, and we talked about this off air, but the book made me cry. The book made me laugh. The book was inspired me it motivated me uh, matter of fact I even uh, I consult some businesses and I even took some advice from your book yesterday and applied it to a particular situation and come when the companies that I'm coaching and consulting for and it just worked flawlessly of literally empowering somebody to become a chief you know because I think sometimes we just I felt like in this situation that perhaps the CEO was not empowering his people enough and they needed to become chiefs. Do you find that that happens? I mean, I'm, and this is, do you find that it's, that's more common that sometimes we, that it sometimes as a CEO, we just don't want to empower or we, we neglect to empower our people? Well, you know, the whole idea of, of, of CEOs empowering people, I, I kind of take a different view on that because as you know, having read the book, mm -hmm. the book is written for somebody who is, uh, it could be on the front line, yeah. right? So, so I, I, I don't believe one of my favorite expressions is power is never given. Mm. It's only taken. Mm. So if you're a CEO, yeah, you can do some things uh, with compensation or, or recognition or, or good uh, communication. You can do some things to, to, uh, to help people feel the power that they had before they even showed up at work. Right? Mm. You're not giving them power. Sometimes you say empower them. I'm, mm. I'm bequeathing to you power. Mm. I'm not a fan of that kind of language because I think when people show up, they are powerful. A lot of companies mm. and CEOs do some things with unintended consequences that kind of take that power away. Right? If you don't communicate, if you're not paying at market base or something like that, you can do that. Um, but and there are certainly a lot of organizations that that you know where people on the front lines look up and say. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree with, with that decision, but I don't give people on the front line a pass because they have the same choices to make to increase, as I said before, mm. their energy and clarity and confidence and influence and impact. So they can be chief no matter who's uh, on top of them on some org chart. 
Mm. You know, you know, it's interesting because I think, you know, like, you know, I think we're so used to in the corporate world, we're so used to like giving people titles, you know, that we were used to saying, okay, you're now a manager, right? You weren't before, but now you are. Mm -hmm. And, and we feel like that title comes with power, but your book points out over and over again that, that that's not just because the, the title doesn't necessarily make you powerful. Well, and I think it is, it's such a great point, Jay, you're bringing up because there's no question if I'm a manager, then I do have a certain degree of authority mm -hmm. over the people that are, uh, are, I'm responsible for, right? I mean, I, uh, very few people on the front line can give themselves a pay raise, right? So you have to acknowledge that there are some things you don't control your own compensation plan. So, so I, I, I acknowledge that, but, but we get over fixated on that definition of power as opposed to, to the power that I'm advocating that truly can bring people an incredible amount of, of fulfillment wherever they sit. It, it is that choice. By the way, I want to go back to something that, that you said earlier that you, uh, you're one of the few people who have, who have brought this up early in a conversation. And I want to I want to point it out to your listeners because it's so important. There are limitless books about leadership out there. Mm, I mean, true. virtually limitless. And and you used a word that I want to go to because and I want to and the word that you used was you applied it, right? You said already you applied it. And that's yep. so powerful because th there's great books out there. I've got a lot of friends who who write a lot of books and and my my experience with leadership books and I've read a ton of them too is they do a great job in the supply of leadership information. So think about the word supply. You can go to a lot of places and get a supply of leadership information. What my book does is it helps you apply it. So yeah. there's supply books and there's apply books. Right. What I really tried to get to as a practitioner is how do I give people like you, Jay, who are out there every day making things happen, a tool that allow you to actually put it into practice rather than come away with lists of things that uh, an academician or a researcher or someone who hasn't been on the front lines uh, might offer with the best of intentions. But there's something about having been on the front lines with the smell of gunpowder in your nose. Uh, it gives you a different perspective sure of does. what it really takes to make things happen. And you consult, you coach, you know, uh, that, that kind of, uh, and the fact that you're already able to apply it puts a big smile on my face. So thanks for sharing that. You're very welcome. And we're, we're talking with Rick Miller, author of the book, Be Chief. By the way, we, I don't know how many people are joining us right now, but I've got so many. I can't thank you all. They're just coming out of the woodwork because we're doing this live on Facebook and uh, as well. And I'm doing something new because I'm doing it from my personal page rather from my business page. And you people are all over there. Canada represented well by Shirley Porter, uh, middle uh, managers like Thomas Cantley, owners, Murray Wall, uh, Joel Fitz, uh, Demaya Fitz, thank you for listening. They just are, they're just chiming in like crazy. So, uh, there's people who are going to listen to this on podcast are wondering what's going on. Well, it's just because people are really tuning into the show, uh, all over the place, uh, North America wide and even worldwide. The book is called Be Chief. His name is Rick Miller, and we are talking to him about this book, and he's brought to you today by our good friends at Endline Business Brokers and Advisors. Um, you know what? They've helped literally thousands. Endline has literally helped thousands of clients in the sale, purchase, and, and purchases of businesses. When it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Endline for us, please. 
the inline business brokers and advisors. You can learn more online at inline.com. That's www.enligen.com. Just now the owner and COO uh, is absolutely, first of all, he's a friend of the show. He has been on the show and he supports the show and he's responsible for it. So contact the folks literally at inline.com. Tell Jeff, tell his people that you heard it on A New Direction and that Rick Miller was the guest. And I'm telling you, they will take care of you and take care of your business as well. And so we are very grateful for them doing that. So, Rick, I want to go to where the heart of this book is. And that is the, the, the compass, right? It's it, the, 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 And, you know, we talk about compasses as giving us some sort of a direction. But your compass does that exact same thing, but it's a little different. Walk us through it. Well, again, if, if, the, if success is connecting what you do to who you are, because we're all unique individuals, then I am a strong advocate and have used this tool uh, in, in companies ranging from startups to multinationals to help people in these organizations you know, kind of bring their A game every day. But everybody's different, right? I mean, rather than, than legislate, here are the 10 things we're all going to do, my advocacy is you go a little bit deeper into both who you are first and then what you do second. So the compass has five parts. Uh, it asks questions that, that everyone can answer to their own satisfaction. I, I'm not offering a score that says you must answer this question that, this way. I think the power of the compass is it's customized to the strengths of every individual. So we start uh, at a place called insight. And the question is, how well do you know yourself, right? And I believe that insight is the key to energy, the energy that really, it's not an extra cup of coffee, it's not uh, Mountain Dew, it's not five-hour energy. It's the kind of energy that's sustained because it comes from the inside. Right. And we ask questions of, of, of people as they build their compass. Uh, how comfortable are you being present? How comfortable are you being accepting and being generous and being grateful? And can you actually be still in this crazy world that we're part of where everyone's chirping at you all the time, whether it's a well-intentioned spouse or a family member or the media, which is always telling you what you should do, <laughs> can you find time to actually still your mind and learn to listen to the most valuable voice that you'll ever hear, which is your own? Mm -hmm. You talked about the four, uh, the four parts of physical, mental, emotional and spiritual and I and and I agree with you 100% love that analogy by the way at the table and and the element of insight gets to this element of uh, of your own spirituality in that you really do listen to a voice that is inside you and and that is at the heart of the compass from that heart actually we ask people to select their values uh, what do you stand for mm. and the advocacy I make is that once you determine what you stand for you can take a stand and when you take a stand, you become powerful. So that's one part of the compass. It's like, who are you? Have you spent the time to figure out how do I want to increase my energy and my confidence by knowing and increasing my insight and my values? Then when you make steps about what you're going to do with discipline and support, discipline that gives you clarity. I mean, discipline, all it does, Jay, is it increases the probability of your success. Right? I'm not going to tell anybody what they need to do, but I'm going to ask people, how comfortable are you with your strategy? How comfortable are you as you go through, go through your day? Are you planning the work and working the plan? And maybe you are and maybe you aren't. We're all different. 
Some people are highly regimented, some people less so. I'm not advocating one position on that spectrum. I'm just suggesting that you actually make a conscious choice. I also advocate that you think about influence in terms of how many people you support and how you can support them. How can you enable others to be successful and encourage them? And so connecting this, what you do to who you are, allows you to be incredibly creative. And in the compass, I asked questions. I said, are you in touch with how you feel, how you think? Because I think that's internal creativity. And then outside, how do you speak and how do you write and how do you act? And if you align all those creative choices, Jay, you can be incredibly powerful. And again, aligning what you do to who you are. And by the way, just to, to, to share with your audience up front, I want to sell a lot of books, mm. right? Because all proceeds are going to help special needs kids. Right. But this compass is free and it's online at beingchief.com. Yep. And anybody can go on at any hour, of the day or night, take a quick four or five minute survey and actually rate their power in each of these areas and then make some choices about how they want to go forward. Certainly the book gives you a, a way to apply it in meaningful ways, but this is such a powerful tool. I didn't want to limit it to the book. It's free to all your listeners and I encourage them to, uh, to take the four or five minutes because particularly at the new year, it will help them set their own direction. Think, oh, wow, that's very good. Well played there, sir. <laughs> uh, it's called beingchief.com. B-E-I-N-G-C-H-I-E-F.com. You can go there, by the way, and you can start putting your comp your own compass together. And what I found so brilliant about the compass is, you know, when I got to the end of the book and you have this kind of separate section where you can start putting your values together and you actually, instead of making me kind of come up with you know, okay, well, what do I really value? You actually give me some ideas to start thinking about, which, by the way, as a psychological professional, I am so grateful that you gave us at least some ideas to think through. I'm not saying it was an exhaustive list, but man, it really triggered some things in me yeah. when I was reading through the list of, okay, what, you know, and by the way, folks, you may think that you know what you value. I am telling you, I don't care what your age is. I don't care if you're if you're five years old listening to me. God bless you. If if you're 505 years old listening to me, God bless you too. I don't care what age you are. You need to reassess, I believe, periodically your values. And and in in Rick's book, and I'm this is why I loved part of the, one of the reasons I love this book, is because I wanted to make sure that when I look at myself internally and deeply because Rick really gets you to do this in this book. Am I authentically living out the values that I truly believe or am I saying values, but living a different set of values and now my integrity as Rick points out in his um, I3K now my integrity is in question because I'm not being authentic to what I'm living. And then as Rick points out in his book, and I'm stealing his book and I shouldn't, but I am going to anyway, wherever I go work, I'm no longer in alignment because my values are not aligned with my own authenticity. And that, that becomes powerful. And Rick, I want to ask you, I didn't mean to steal all that from you, but this is where your book really spoke to my heart and my soul and my spirit and, and, and every part of me is 
because alignment was such an important part of your career. Every time you went somewhere, whether it was Unisys, AT&T, Lucent, the, or it was a dot-com company, the first thing that it seemed that I read out, read from your book was it aligned with my values. It's true. It's true. I mean, that, that's, that's, uh, that to me, Jay, was jacks or better to open in the card game, right? <laughs> that's what it needed to be. And particularly with AT&T, uh, you know, they, uh, very early on, I mean, this, you know, purpose, every company has a purpose now, and, and this is, uh, uh, something that's come around, uh, relatively recently, but I can tell you that, uh, at AT&T, uh, they call it their common bond and the, the, uh, the elements of, of, of what AT&T stands for has been consistent for almost a hundred years. Uh, I work closely with a bunch of companies. Uh, J and J has the credo. Uh, there are companies that are just rock solid in their values. And to me, it was really important, and it has always been really important uh, to do that. I'm currently working at a, a wonderful company now. Uh, uh, I'm a member of their board, uh, EXP Realty. And uh, when I got there, uh, the CEO, Glenn Sanford, has done a wonderful job, one of the fastest-growing companies in the country, uh, but had not yet articulated in a formal way the values that everybody talked about, so we formalized them. I mean, it's, it's so critical that, you, you, you understand, that you're, you're out there uh, very clearly letting people know what you stand for. Because as I say, once you know what you stand for, you can take a stand. Remember, this is all about power. And the power you feel when you take a values-based stance, it's incredible. You, we don't understand. I, I was talking uh, a few weeks ago to Bretton Putter. He authored the book, um, cult, uh, Breaking Down the Culture uh, and culture decks and in terms of different companies like Netflix and Hootsuite and Nordstrom's and how they put their culture out on a slide share for everybody yep. to see how they do it. And he was breaking down and it's amazing to me that first of all, so few companies, I believe, put down their values for everybody to see. Because I don't know how, if you don't do that, how do you create a culture? Yeah, I would tell you, Jay, I, I might disagree with you a little bit there okay. on that, uh, respectfully. I would tell you, in my experience, if you dig, they're somewhere, right? They're they're on the they're on a uh, they're on a wall in the boardroom, but nowhere else. Mm -hmm. They're they're handed out annually with wallet inserts, but they're never they're never uh, discussed during the year. The organizations that I'm drawn to not only have have put those pick a number four, five, six, seven, eight, nine values down. But they've made them part of the daily operation mm -hmm. of the organization, right? That's the thing that's different. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will, you know, listen. A lot of them. I've worked for many, many companies, either either uh, as a consultant, as a confidant, uh, uh, as a coach, uh, full time, whatever. And you'll see, if you dig, you'll see organizations, you know, respect for the individual and integrity and mm -hmm. teamwork and focus on the customer. I mean, you could probably take twenty. Uh, values and and some subset of them show up all over. But what differentiates companies these days are the ones that live, eat, sleep, breathe, and dream them. Right? No, no, no. That's the vibrancy that that separates companies. Yeah, no, no. And I totally agree with that. And I may have stated this in wrong because we're in total agreement with that. I think what I think what uh, I think the difference about those companies was they were living those out. You're going to have you're going to have a culture 
Regard, listen, you're, there's going to be a culture whether you whether you put it on paper or not. You're going to create some sort of culture. It may it may be crazy. It may you and you could say there's a lot of companies that say a lot of things and it never matches up to bingo what they say. We're in alignment. Yeah, with that. But the the cultures that he was talking about were the ones who lived out that culture, and they they not only they not only lived it out, their employees were able to explain it. Exactly. Uh, from, from hey, can top. I can I can I offer something to your listeners? Sure. Um, I want to offer one of the most powerful exercises that I use because you know organizations have values, but let's talk about each individual listener of those of, of the wonderful group that have that are tuning in and, sure. and those that will in the podcast. Here's the exercise: get ten people that know you best and ask them this question: What four values do you think? I stand for ask them independently and 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 put them together now you can do the math it's possible Jay that you might get 40 different answers right by the way they could all be very positive things but you might have 10 people who know you best give you 40 different attributes of what they think you stand for and since being chief is all about power the most powerful form of energy that I can think of is a laser right and a laser is powerful because it's concentrated. So I would ask anybody who, who did this exercise, if you came back with, pick a number, more than 20, how powerful are you being if the 10 people who know you best would come up with 40 different attributes to describe what you stand for? And then how different would it be 90 days later if you went through this exercise and said, you know what, I really want to focus on four. They look at the list that you saw in the book or, right. and is free, by the way, in, in a lot of different places. Um, and they picked four. And then after 90 days of being mindful about what they say, uh, what they write, what they speak and how they act, what would happen if 90 days later they went back to that same group of 10 people and said, hey, I asked you a question three months ago. I've been working on some things. Would you answer the question any differently? And how powerful would you be if you asked those, uh, those those 10 people and you got back, pick a number, eight answers, and some said kindness and some said empathy, which are basically kissing cousins. Mm. And so it's a, I love the exercise, Jay, because it's actionable by your listeners, right? It's like, how do I know what I stand for? And then how can I be sure that the people who know me best would say, you know what, when I think of Jay, he stands for these things. I think that that could make all of us incredibly powerful. What do you think? Oh my gosh, I I, I just wrote it on, on the Facebook page. I said, get ten people that know you best and ask them individually what values do you stand for. And I just because I, I just printed out so that people who are listening online who couldn't write it down, they could pick it up right there from the live feed. Yeah. And I I started thinking about that, and <laughs> you know what's crazy is that you start thinking about. Well, what do people think about you? You know, I mean, you know, you you think I think we believe that we're portraying something because we believe that we perceive ourselves in a particular way. Yeah. But the reality is, how do others perceive us? And I think we even get that wrong. And we have to be willing to listen to truth because truth is an important part of your book, by the way. And it is. It is. But I always listen to this. I always go to the same analogy, right? Remember when you and I are speaking. We don't actually hear our own voices the way other people hear our voices. You'll hear your voice on a recording and you'll think, wow, that doesn't sound like what I'm listening to in my head. It's such a great analogy for the fact that we can have the best of intentions right. as we try to stand. We're talking about the four things 
that we've decided we stand for most firmly. These are our most strongly held beliefs. And so all I always say in the book is that, that you can make choices in terms of your language. You can make choices in your actions. You can make choices in how you think and what you write that can have a real impact on those around you because if these are the four things that matter to Jay most, we're talking about the 10 people that know you best. Right. Wouldn't you want to have reflected back to you? And it's not, you know, what do they think of Jay? It's no. like, what are you putting out there? Right. So they have no choice. When I think of Jay, I think of kindness. When I think of Jay, I think of children. I, mean, I think, Jay, look at the work you've done supporting autism with, with Wild on Wysong, with, with the work that you've done in the Community Foundation and, and Children's Flight of Hope, you know, back DJ days. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you are all about kids, right? So people would say, I know Jay, and he's about giving back and particularly uh, children or, or disadvantaged. But you can, you can have a, big, a lot to say about how people, the energy that you're putting out there. And I just think it's a wonderful set of choices. I, I love that. And then, and and by the way, thank you for looking at my LinkedIn profile because you just reminded me I needed to update it. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate you doing that as, as well. Uh, we're talking with Rick Miller, author of this phenomenal, amazing, incredible book called Bee Chief. I, I, you know, folks, I read about a book a week and because I do these interviews with these amazing authors and I go, there's no way that the next book I'm going to read can possibly be any better. And I'm going to say it again about this book. There's no way that this book can, anybody's going to beat this book because this book is just absolutely, it's a practical, uh, it's a practical guide to you being better than you are right now. I, I, that's the simplest way I can put it. And, it, and the power lies within you. And listen, every dollar of the author's proceeds, every dollar, I'm not making this up. Ask Rick, he will tell you himself. Literally every single dollar goes to goes to kids, right? And and specifically kids with disabilities, right? Yep, special needs kids. Special yep. needs kids. And so every dollar, right? So this isn't uh, this is a great book that is giving back which is pretty awesome. And not only does Rick do that here, but if you go to beingchief.com, that's Rick's website, beingchief.com, you can start putting your own compass together and your own values. And if you buy the book, and I really highly recommend that you do, and don't just buy it for yourself and be selfish. You should be buying this for your team. You should be buying this for a friend. By the way, if you think it's all about business, think again. This is a personal journey, right? When when Rick takes you into Baghdad and they throw a Kevlar jacket around his body and they plop a, a helmet on top of his head and they put him inside of armored vehicles surrounded by a whole bunch of <laughs> heavily armed Kevlar, overly uh, weaponized human beings around him. Uh, trust me, the stories become not only they come right off the page and they're personal, they're practical, they're applicable and they will affect you in a positive way. And I, I promise you that as well. And you can get the book on Amazon. You can, you can find it in any version that you like, whether if you're an audible version, you can find it audible. If you are a Kindle uh, person, you can find it Kindle. If you like paperbacks, it's available paperback. If you like the hardcover, it's available hardcover. Find it at your favorite bookstore. If they don't have it on the shelf, tell them, I need you to get me Be Chief by Rick Miller, and I need you to get it now. 
That's what you need to do. And uh, Rick is brought to us by our sponsor today, and that's Inline Business and Brokers. And Inline Business Brokers and Advisors represent profitable privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. Inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with, and most importantly, complete confidentiality. That is their trademark. So learn more about inline business brokers and advisors at inline.com. That's www.enlign.com. Tell Jeff Snell and his group of fine folks over there at inline business brokers that uh, you heard him on A New Direction. And again, we're talking with Rick Miller, author of this amazing, outstanding book called Be Chief. It's a choice, not a title. Rick, when, you know, one of the things that I noted about this book and that kind of got to me was that the way you kind of did this book, first of all, you kind of outlined, you know, creating my compass and putting together, you know, my values and my insights. But then throughout the book, you give us these like other things like I, uh, I3K, yep. right, which I, I loved the whole idea of I3K because I3K is something and my and I'm doing this purposely to people who are listening and who are watching me <laughs> who are going, come on, you mean what are you doing? What do you mean I3K? Because I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna let him talk. I'm not gonna let him do it. <clears throat> but the whole idea of I3K and carrying that with me in every situation that I go is such a nice little pocket tool. So why don't you tell everybody about I3K and how, how they can use that? Well, I, again, you, one of the, the labels that I carry is a turnaround specialist. So regularly I walk into organizations that are pretty bad. When I'm brought into an organization, uh, either the stock is way down or the uh, revenue is way down or the profits are way down or morale is way down or, or generally all four are way down. And so uh, people are always wondering when an outsider comes in, what is important to the outsider? What makes him or her tick? And I am very consistent, whether it's uh, any size company, a nonprofit. I said, what I'm looking for are, are surrounding myself with people. People want to know who's going to get promoted, who's going to get demoted, who's going to get fired. And I said, guys, the answer is always I look for people with I3K. Intelligence, intensity, integrity, and kindness. Hmm. I said, that's always the answer. So people, you know, in a startup, I go into a startup and, and you know, the, a bunch of millennials are running around saying, oh, we got the, an old guy just showed up. What's he going to do? What's important? <laughs> and I said, I3K. And they said, what do you mean? No PowerPoint charts? I said, no, I3K. You mean no big company trappings? I said, no, I3K. It's always the answer. Just So what's it really mean? What I look for are people who are intelligent. Now, by the way, that can be IQ. You mentioned EQ earlier in, in, in the program. Very important. IQ, EQ, or sometimes wisdom. Sometimes you get the trifecta, right? But you're looking for someone who brings something to the party in terms of intelligence, right? IQ, EQ, wisdom are all three. Intensity. You want people who are not clock watchers. You want people who are put themselves in a position where they can bring their A game, right? They're intense because they're doing what they want to be doing, or you'll help them find a way to get to one of those jobs where you can. That's intensity. Integrity is really important. We talk about values. If I'm talking to a group of people, I will say to them, guys, if you look at integrity on a scale of 1 to 10, 
we are not going to get along. And let me give you an early indicator that maybe this is not going to be a good place for you. Integrity is a yes or no discussion. And if you're ever in a discussion where you think you're close to the line, run away. Hmm. Because no organization that I'm going to be part of is going to play loosey-goosey with integrity. The last one is kindness. And the organizations that I walk into generally are in pretty tough shape. But there's no excuse not to be kind. By the way, I can't tell you how many people uh, that have been laid off in organizations. When I walk into an organization that's been a, a poorly run, layoffs sometimes need to happen. Right? I, I am a business individual. We're not running philanthropic organizations unless it's a nonprofit. We're, walking, we're working with companies that must make a profit. Right? That's, that's how you sustain the company. Right. And, but you can be very kind in terms of outplacement if it comes up. You can just be kind in your dealings with each other. And so I look for, for people who are capable of intelligence, intensity, integrity, and kindness. And I'll tell you what, Jay, that formula has worked, whether it's a startup, a mid-sized company, all the way to a, uh, to a Fortune 10. It's worked in every situation, nonprofit. Uh, it just works because people are good to each other. They're hardworking. You can trust them. And uh, and they're taking care of each other, and, and that's what I look for. You, you you know, it goes against the grain a little bit, right? I mean, I think there's not anybody who would listen to what you just said in I3K and say, okay, intelligence makes sense. Okay, integrity, yeah, I get that. Okay, intensity, okay, but Rick, really, kindness in in business? Yep. I mean, come on, Rick. I mean, I mean, I'm with, I've been with you all the way through this, but, mm -hmm. but really kindness in, yeah. in a business world, how does that work? Well, let's go back to the values that are, uh, that you and I talked earlier about what companies stand for. Most will use a term like teamwork, right? They'll say, we really value teams. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> that means you want to get people together, right? The, the old version of company loyalty has long since gone. I mean, there was a time when I got out of business school where you know people would uh, aspire to start with a company and 45 years later retire from that company with a gold watch, right? right? Those days are long gone. The new loyalty is while you are here at this company, we are going to treat you so well that you don't want to test the market. But if you do test the market, Let's agree that we treated you well, you treated us well, and if we come back together again going forward, that, that's okay. But that has to be an, included in that new contract, has got to be an element where I recognize that you are a whole human being. Guess what? If you've got to get out of here, flexible work structure uh, for, for, for men and women, paternity leave, the, the, the policies that we can put in place in companies that I'm part of are critical to, to care for people in a kind, humanistic way, because if we're there to just churn and burn our people out, that's just not an organization that I'm going to be part of. We're talking with Rick Miller, author of this book called Be Chief. It's a choice, not a title. And uh, this this book, I, I I would love for people to understand that this book is just that I'm that I have in my hands here because I still love holding on to books is just filled with yellow highlight marks matter of fact it may be argued that there's more highlighting marks than there are white pages in this book that i could go through in in this book you have this we talked a little bit about this the your value this this compass 
that you have with values at the very heart of it. And then you have support and insight and discipline. But one of the pieces in there that I think is so crucial and I think we overlook it is the creativity aspect. Yep. Speak to in terms of as the compass works, why creativity is such an important part of our compass. Well, we uh, just a belief is that it com- it, the culmination, Jay, of this all this exercise is is how we create, how we have an impact. What a, how do we manifest all that understanding who we are and and what we do? It comes out in our creativity. And I and as I shared earlier in a call, the, it's critical that we define creativity. Uh, I think in, in in a way that helps us. Creativity by some is viewed as an adjective, right? A person can be creative, a creative person. That means they're innovative. They come up with new ideas. That's a way of of defining creativity, but that's not my definition. My definition of creativity is how do you manifest the future, your future, Hmm. and the future of those around you. And I believe there are five ways that we manifest the future. We get in touch with our feelings. It actually starts with, with, with understanding this, this wonderful organism called our body and what our body is, what signals it's sending us as we feel. Our creativity is all about how we think. The creative process is about really our thinking because that's the beginning of what comes out of our mouth when we speak, what comes out of our hand when we write or when we type, and then as we manifest the future in, in a very visible way in our actions. And the challenge, I think, is to, again, this is about power. When we align what we feel with what we think, with what we say, with what we write, with what we act, you are powerful. Mm. The most impactful people I've ever met, and we all talk about you know, the, the quickest way to lose credibility is to say one thing and do another, right? I mean, we, we talk about that all the time. Sure. Make sure that your words align with your actions. But it's much, I think it's much broader than that because you know, understanding how you feel and how you think, while we don't talk a lot about that, you choose your thoughts. People are often, uh, you know, when I work with senior executives all the time, I said, I'll give them a little, little diary and I say, I want you to kind of monitor your thought patterns throughout the day, right? Are you aware of the cyclical nature of your thinking? Because everything that comes out of your mouth and the actions, you, they start with a thought. Yet, if we're not aware of our thinking, then we're not aware that that is really what, what is very early on in the creative process. So be aware. Can you catch – and here's, the, here's the, the test, right? When you get into a negative thought pattern, and we all do. We're all human beings. Can you be aware of that negative thought pattern so that it lasts five minutes rather than five hours, mm-hmm. right? When you're leaving a meeting, I work with senior executives all the time. When you leave a meeting and it didn't go well, just for the sake of argument, and you go into the next meeting, are you still thinking about the meeting that you just left? Mm. And how is that sub-optimizing your performance in the next meeting? Are you aware of your thoughts so that you can be present? Mm. And that's when we talk about manifesting the future and being our best selves. We have an opportunity at any moment to be aware of how we're feeling, thinking, speaking, speaking writing, and acting and make ourselves more powerful. And those are the choices and, and that we talk about in the book. Mm. And, 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 Rick, I, w- I want to jump on that because I use an analogy. First of all, I am in so so alignment with all this and so much agreement with this. I use the analogy of a professional hockey goaltender. 
I am fortunate enough that my wife and I are a corporate sponsor for the Carolina Hurricanes NHL team here. In oh, great, I'm coming down. I want tickets. You got them. Just, just let me <laughs> let me know. Let me know. Listen, you, you let me know. I will get the tickets for you. You'll sit right next to me, and so you'll have to sit with me at the ledge. But that's okay. Um, here. Let's go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm up. The, absolutely, come on. Uh, so, but one of the things about professional hockey player goalies, and I've been fortunate to know a couple that have come through, a uh, few of them that have come through our path here, is their ability to forget the choice that they have to make to forget the goal that just they let go and move yep. on to the next one. And how hard I ask, you know, how hard is it to emotionally and, and not let that negativity get into you about, I just let, I just let an easy one get by me and not let that happen again. Right. And, and it, you know, it really does come down to this choice of going, I have got to change my mindset. I have got to change what I'm thinking. I've got, for lack of a, we, we, we laugh about it here, but sometimes I've got stinking thinking and, yeah. and, and I've got to change that thought process. And at the same time, you know, your emotions, you know how this works. Your emotions get attached to your negative thinking. You're, you're so angry coming out of a negative meeting that you've just had because they've thrown a whole bunch of changes at you that you know what? Sometimes, and I didn't say this, but this guy called Rick Miller wrote this in the book. You got to know when to let go. Right. But but let's talk about this because this is really important. This gets to the compass. So if you're if you're listening out there and you're thinking, okay, what what Jay and Rick are advocating is that I that I, and I do have all of us have a have a, a certain amount of negative thinking. It's just it's just being human. Okay. So if you're if you're if you're hearing us say. Jay and Rick are saying, I have to stop being negative and always be positive. That's not what we're saying. Okay. Just to be clear, you take the compass, right? The compass is all about making a slight adjustment. So if you would describe yourself as, you know, sometimes, uh, or maybe, maybe I'm negative, pick a number, 60% of the time, 50% of the time, whatever. We're just suggesting that being mindful of it, be a little less that way just a little less and see how it feels so this is all about incremental change so i I don't for a minute uh believe that that we can just go from zero to a hundred in two seconds maybe there'll be a car uh you know electric car sometime that'll do that but but we we have to make small changes and i think the advocacy that i have and the confidence that i have in the compass is that it asks you to assess your current choices and those choices where you are not happy Make a small change in one area for a short period of time and see how it feels. Because the one Jay's bringing up right now is huge. It's absolutely huge. And I've certainly gone from meeting to meeting. I mean, I've gone for days where I didn't do that well. I had a meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm still sputtering about that 10 o'clock meeting. I mean, we're all human beings. Yes, we are. But just the awareness of what you can do. So maybe the next time I'm not carrying it till four o'clock. Maybe I'm carrying it till noontime and then I'm carrying it till 11. And then maybe as soon as at some point, this is like everything else. Give yourself a break. No one's asking you to be superhuman. But the choices that you can make, the small changes can have a huge impact on your confidence and your power. And, And it's the power we have to choose. Amen. 
that's the thing that comes out of this book that it's such a great reminder. I am more powerful than I think I am because I can make choices. I I can choose that regardless of the circumstances I am in, I can still choose, as you point out, I can still choose to be grateful. Right. 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 And, and, and I can still choose that, you know what, I should be grateful for the lessons I'm learning in this most difficult time of, of my life, whatever that may be. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I can make that choice. I can make the choice to say, okay, my job just got a little bit more difficult, but I can choose to look at this as an amazing challenge for me to see what I can really do. Amen. And you can make the choice, Jay, just to do that a little more often. No one's asking you to make the choice all the time, right? right? That I always choose to be grateful. Nobody can do that. Nobody can. I mean, it's just not, nobody Nobody I know can do that. No. It's just make the choice to be a little more grateful, right? Yeah. And a little more generous and a little bit more accepting or just one of the three of those. <laughs> and, and, and so the book is, the book is, is got stories. Uh, it's got a compass. But the book, as you as you've seen, Jay, asks a lot of questions. Oh my gosh! That that only the reader can answer. There are no right. you shoulds. There are no shoulds anywhere in the book, other than I do have an advocacy uh, for you to consider I three K. I admit it. It's pretty simple, and it worked for me. It may not work for you. I mean, Colin Powell wrote a great book. It worked for me. Um, and and some of the stuff is are, are are lessons that have worked for me in all kinds of organizations, but they're only offered for your consideration, your your, your audience's consideration. The key to the book are the questions right. that are asked. I so agree. And how would you answer those questions? And do you feel good about your answers? Yeah, I I got to tell you, I loved at the end of each little section. You, you made me ask, you, you asked those questions and you made me answer them. I know you didn't make me, but I felt challenged to answer them. And I loved that. And then, of course, at the end of the book, you know, you, you, you walk us through, you know, you know, what do you really value? You've got the little test. By the way, the little test thing that he's got, and there's no right or wrong answers to it. You could get those at going to his website, to Rick Miller's website. It's called beingchief.com. Being, B-E-I-N-G, Chief, C-H-I-E-F, dot com. Uh, if you go there, you can find uh, the materials. And he's giving it away for free. By the way, you buy this book, every dollar, every dollar that he that, that, that he's going to possibly make is actually going to children with uh, disabilities. And um, it's just, it's an awesome book, Be Chief. There's so much more I want to talk to you about. I mean, I could go on with you for because, you know, I really, do you know the one part I wanted to really get to was sometimes your strategy is not, is, is doing, is not doing something. Right. And I wanted to talk about being still, about, about yeah. the importance of being still. I wanted to do that too. But my hour is, our hour <laughs> together is, is almost gone and and it happens, this happens every time I tell this to people who watch this show and listen to the show. I don't know, I can't I can't speak for a listener, but from the guy who does this show, I feel like I the show lasted five minutes. That's how it feels. Because I could I could engage with you about different aspects of the book and, and I know I jumped around because I'm trying to give people flavor for the practical application of this book and just how awesome it was for me and uh to say you, you people can ask my wife did jay really shed tears 
and she will tell you, yeah, the book made the book broke him, you know, and and it broke him down because I think I realized that um, I was. I'll be honest. I'm be completely vulnerable. And and Rick talked about that of all things that sometimes you have to be vulnerable, but you know, I'll be completely vulnerable with the audience. There, there. You know, I grew up. Uh, with a dad who didn't teach me much about business. He taught me a lot of other things, but didn't teach me much about business. And Rick's dad taught him, taught him a lot about dealing with people in business. And so he had that, and I didn't. And I, and I was a little jealous, but I was also very hurt. And so uh, Rick encouraged me through his book, practically, that I had a choice. You know, I could choose to feel like a victim because of what I didn't get, or I could choose to change that and say I can learn everything that I can because I'm grateful for the, this program that allowed makes me read a book a week interviewing these people and know that all these people are taking the place of the lessons that I didn't learn from my dad. Yes, it happened later in life. I wish it had happened earlier, but it didn't. So I'm grateful it's happening now because for some people it may not happen at all. But because Rick's book um, was sent to me, by his publicist and because I read it, which by the way, you cannot get anything out of any book if you don't read it. Okay. And so you need to, I'm encouraging you. I don't care if you're retired. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if you are working at a cash register. I don't care if you're working under a car. I don't care if you're the CEO of the largest corporation in the world. And thank you for listening. And I don't care if my friends in Merton, England, who, for whatever reason you listen to the show, I am so grateful for you listening to the show out there at Wimbledon, but I don't care who you are. This book is a life-changing book. And so, Rick, as, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, um, uh, and, and just tell you how grateful I am to you for that, uh, for the book and for the inspiration and the motivation that you provided to me personally and, and I know to my audience as well. Before I let you go, I ask every one of my guests, if you could give the people who listen to the show, my friends out there all over the world, because I have listeners now all over the world, if you could give them a new direction on your way out, what would that be? Oh, that's a great one. Um, I, I would say that uh, uh, be more you. I, I mean, New Year's, uh, the number of lists that I'm reading of, you know, this is what you need to do to be thinner and smarter and kinder and wealthier. I mean, it's all well-intentioned stuff, but the, but you asked some, some key questions over the last hour about being still and being accepting and, and things like that. I mean, be more you take the time to learn more about the unique gift that you are and then do the things that, that feed your soul, not somebody else's soul. Just be more you and, uh, and things are going to work out just fine. I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rick Miller, an author of this book, Be Chief. He's been brought to you, Be Chief. By the way, find out Amazon. Find out your favorite bookstore. If they do not have Be Chief, okay, it's a choice, not a not a title. If they do not have it, you ask them. And you ask them, bring it, because I'm telling you, they can get it. If it's not on the shelf, they will get it for you. And they'll get it for you right away. I can promise you that they will do that because I know the publicist and I know the distributor. So I know how that works. <laughs> I know how that, I know how this type of thing works. So you, if your local bookstore does not have it, you tell them to bring it out there and, 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 and get the book because it's awesome. 
and you're you're not going to regret it. And Rick has been brought to us today by our awesome sponsor, Enline uh, Business Brokers and Advisors. And selling a business is serious business. And so, uh, when it's time to sell your business, uh, contact the professionals at Enline Business Brokers and Advisors. They are the real deal team. Their trademark is really confidentiality. It really is. And so when you're ready to sell it, or even if you're looking to buy a business, contact the folks at nline.com. That's www.enlign.com. Rick, thank you again. Um, will you stay on with me a little bit as I close out the show? And, Happy to, Jay. Sure. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for today. And as I've already had somebody point out to me, they said, fantastic show. Thank you. Thanks, Sandy, for watching. Johnny. Thank you. He said, great show. Appreciate it. He's all the way out in Seattle, Washington, so I appreciate that as well. So, folks, listen, Rick said it in his book, but you're going to have to read it. But you know what I say every week, and that is be inspired. Because when you're inspired, you can inspire someone else. And when you inspire someone else, they can inspire someone in turn. And that can make our world a most absolutely magnificent place. So be inspired. I will talk to you soon. Ciao, everybody. And the answers don't make sense you got to keep your hope alive you got to know you can survive This is your time to find A new direction, a brand new day A new direction, things are gonna change Dreams will take you places you have never been before Find your passion, find your strength Don't worry anymore A new direction A new direction oh. A new direction Yeah.